Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Third down and goal now. They hand the ball to Mostert. There's the record. It. Touchdown. His 19th touchdown of the year, breaking the team record held by Mark Clayton previously. Some fantasy football players reached out to me on social media and mm. just wanted me to say thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I know that uh, Jake Bailey is going to be super happy. You know, I, I, I helped him out with his fantasy. I mean, each, each week this guy comes up to me and he's just like, hey, I got you. I got you lined up today, so you better not, better not disappoint me. And I'm like, I got you. Don't worry about it. Like, I, I know the game plan, and, and hopefully, you know, it helps you. But he, last week, he was like, Hey, uh, you know, I got, I got a bye week thanks to you. I'm, That's what I'm talking about. We're in this together, brother. You know. Fantasy football happy hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. That's right. That was Raheem Moster at the top of the show, and he drinks free. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Barry and Jay Croucher. Raheem Moster just gets it. He does. He, he buys into it. it. Well, listen, friend of the show, friend of the podcast, Raheem the Dream. Raheem must start. He's been nothing short of phenomenal this year. He not only has been great for the Dolphins, obviously, but fantasy football. One of, if not the fantasy football MVP when you think about where he went in drafts and his production as well. And so he drinks free today at the happy hour, not only helping out Jake Bailey's fantasy team, but all of our fantasy teams in a week 15, a fantasy playoff where so many players disappointed. And we're going to get to some of them in a minute. Uh, Raheem Mostert showed up as of this guy. Yes, he did. And everyone's talking about Christian McCaffrey's amazing season and the amount of touchdowns he scored. Raheem Mostert's got the exact same amount of touchdowns. They both have 20 touchdowns. It's incredible. Raheem, He's just one of the nicest people I've yes. ever met as well. Just an incredibly kind person. Uh, so wish him nothing but the best. And it's great to see that he's been able to stay healthy this yes. season, which has been key. So hopefully he's he a great story. Going. Yeah, just he is. Undrafted. Guy just runs for five yards per carry <laughs> wherever <laughs> yeah. he gets to. Yeah, he's, he's been incredible. Him and Mike McDaniel, they go everywhere together. Yeah. And it's worked <laughs> out really well for both of them in Miami. And that's where we'll start with the Roto World player news as the Dolphins offense uh, went wild against the Jets, even without Tyreek Hill in this game. Obviously, the headliner was Mostert because he had the two touchdowns, uh, 15 carries, 42 yards. Most importantly was those two scores as we show you the touchdown leaders through Week 16. As you said it, Jay, there's Mostert at the top with run CMC, each with 20. And what's amazing is the tier after them in Jalen Hurts and Tyreek Hill, they have 12. These two guys are so far away from the pack. Well, the next running back as well is even further down with 11, with Gus Edwards, and then Kyron Williams, 11, who's missed uh, a large chunk of the season. So I think this was a great performance from Miami. One, to do this against the Jets' defense, and keen for your thoughts on how that happened, Connor. And then also to do it with a banged-up offensive line, no Tyreek Hill. There are a lot of Tua, and I think they were becoming some Mike McDaniel skeptics as well. Like, is, does he just beat up on bad teams? Yeah. How much of it is just Tyreek Hill? <clears throat> so for them to have this performance, where they really dominated from the start, was really impressive. But like, what happened to the Jets' defense? The Jets didn't get off the plane, bus, whatever you want to call it. They looked flat. They looked lifeless. It looked like this team quit, quite frankly. And 
No, the other thing with Waddle going off, you knew going into the game he was going to be the guy in the pass game. The Jets don't travel their corner. Sauce Gardner barely saw any of Jalen Waddle, and DJ Reed had a really, really bad game. So uh, at the end of the day, brutal for the Jets' defense, but like you said, a confidence builder for Tua here, Matthew, that he got it done without what a lot of people deem as maybe the most valuable player. Yeah, in the not league. a great fantasy day for Tua. He was on the hate list coming into the week, and, and that ended up working out. But coming into the game, we didn't know would Ty- Tyreek Hill go or not. We thought we actually he might. And then he didn't. He's he he's ruled out. Reports after the game were like he wasn't even close this week. They do expect him back this week, which is good. But it didn't matter. Ended up, you know, Zach Wilson gets sacked, fumbles. They get the ball like on the three-yard line. Mostert converts the, the bunny touchdown there. But just specifically to Mostert here, not only has he been amazing this entire year, but specifically heading into the playoffs and then in the first round of the playoffs, multiple touchdowns in three of the past four games as well. I think this is a crazy stat on Mostert. Coming into this year, he had 19 career touchdowns. For his career, 19 touchdowns. He's got 20 this season. Just yep. to show what a magical season it has been for him as well. Um, and then, you know, I don't know that there's much else to take away. Devon Achan his, didn't really get going. Looked fine. They didn't need to. That was the problem. Yeah. Is, is just The Jets were so anemic offensively that the Dolphins didn't really have to do much. It was nice to see Jalen Waddell who heads into Monday Night Football as the second-best wide receiver in fantasy. He's now had a 32% target share in two of the last three games, and he's just killed the Jets. 16 for 256 and a touchdown in the two games against New York this season as well. This was his season high in both fantasy points and receiving yards. It could not have come at a better moment there as you see the most awkward waddle in (laughs) NFL history. Stephen Ross, his wife, and some He actually sold the team after that. He was forced to sell the team by the Supreme Court justices. Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah, he should have... Should have been forced to. Yeah, I mean, like. I think it's huge for Jalen Waddle just the fact that, you know, this year, and Connor and I were talking about this uh, yeah. in the, the makeup room, uh, as we do have so many good chats, uh, I believe, on Friday about how Waddle has been really disappointing this season. Yeah. But, I mean, last year he had six games of 100 plus receiving yards. Coming to this game, he'd, have, he'd had two for the year. Now this is his third. And I think just a game like this, it dispels any notion that he's hurt or there's something wrong with him. And now I think those guys, because we expect Tyreek back next week. Those guys are going to cook Dallas. I don't think Deron Bland and Stephon Gilmore with the <clears throat> speed of those two, I think they're in trouble, Dallas. Well, by the way, game's in Miami as yeah. well, so Dallas is going to have to travel as well. I mean, they just – and we're going to get to this game in a little bit here, but they just – they got rolled by Buffalo. They got, you know, dump-trucked. I mean, whatever – pick, pick yeah. your adjective. Pick yeah. your verb. Hoofed. Like, hoofed. Yeah, they got hoofed. Go. Yeah, they yes. got hoofed out of the stadium. They got hoofed out of the stadium. <laughs> they absolutely did by the Buffalo Bills. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, they were they – were, hoofed multiple times and so you think about what James Cook did to the Cowboys yeah. and now here comes Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan and the Dolphins that should have Tyreek Hill back. Things are looking up in Finland as it were things are looking down. As opposed to Helsinki, yeah. the, uh, the yeah. Dolphins Finland, correct. Dolphins, yes. Dolphins land. Yeah, yeah. I haven't Finland. heard of Finland before. Yeah, should they drape themselves in Finnish flags? That's not bad actually. Just something like, you know, also just I'm thinking, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Buffett guy so Finn's up, Finn's yeah. to the left. Um, you know, whatever. The, the Dolphins. Maybe Tua comes in with a Laurie Markkinen jersey. You won't get that reference. Yeah, but he's yeah. a Finnish basketball player. I, I assume, yeah. I assumed he was, you know, fin- but, uh, some sort of Finnish descent. Just with the Jets, uh, expect Zach Wilson. I mean, I, he was injured and he may not play this coming week. I think everyone, like, everything just burns again. And I understand they played the Commanders in several matchups, so you probably have to start Garrett Wilson, but you don't feel good about any Jet if it's the Trevor Simeon show. The line, for as bad as it's been this year, this is the worst it's been. I mean, yeah. it didn't matter who was back there. Zach Wilson, this is one where you really felt bad for him. He got yeah. rocked in the head 
on that strip sack on one of the first plays for them. I mean, then he played a little bit, and then he came out for dehydration, and then they're like, actually, he's concussed. Wasn't there a right. wrist? There was a wrist as well. Yeah, I mean, point. just <laughs> some hard dehydrated. He's got a wrist. Yeah. He's concussed. He might yeah. be dead. We don't know. Right. Yeah. It really felt like, that way. Really, yeah. yes. Missing like his favorite TV show. Right. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, it's past his bedtime. You know what the best yeah. thing is, though, is that even with it potentially being the Trevor Simeon show, even with the line and the state. Well, Brett Rippon. Brett Rippon show. Uh, Jets are three-point favorites oh over the God. Commanders. <laughs> there we go. That's ridiculous. There we go. That is I, ridiculous. Uh, no, honestly, I, being serious, I like the Commanders. I was going to say I me like too. I like Commanders plus yeah, three. Me too. They have, like, they at least a have pick. a quarterback, whoever the quarterback's going to be, presume it's Sam Howell. This is going to throw the ball and do NFL stuff. Jets can't do NFL stuff on offense. No, it's... it's Never <laughs> underestimate Ron Rivera's ability to <laughs> underprepare his team for a, for a matchup. No, no, that's not how it works. He overprepares them; they win to screw themselves in draft position. That's how the story goes. This Matthew. is this is true. I mean, whatever. They, I mean, let's, the Commanders for years and years and years have <laughs> continually screwed themselves out of a good draft position. They should have had Joe Burrow. They should have had Joe Burrow. But uh, the Dolphins again. They. They uh, they beat the Dolphins, and that gives them the number two pick instead of the number one, and they draft Chase Young. And he's, Joe uh, Burrow he's and, a non-your Niners now. Right, and now, yeah, and then they had to get rid of Chase Young for like a third. And a fourth this or is a movable object against a stoppable force on Christmas Eve. The, the Barry Rogers Bowl. It really is. It's, what a disgrace. I, and I'm, I'm rooting for the Jets. And I'm rooting for the Commanders. Yeah, I know. Like, this can decide where Marvin Harrison goes. Yeah. I'm serious here. And no, I understand. Like, yeah. the, the, what's at stake in the – and Ron's fighting for his job, even though, like, Ron, you ain't coming back. I don't right. – I mean, I, I, I get, it's the holidays, and I feel – listen, and I do not celebrate anyone losing their job. It is awful because it affects – it affects families. It affects assistant coaches. It affects uh, people with inside, inside the building. It affects kids. It sucks, right? It is, it is the worst part of having a job – like what Coach Rivera and other people in the NFL have, right, or any sort of professional sports, is that the shelf life is, is, is short. And so that part stinks. I'm not celebrating that. Having said that, he's been a coach for four years. They've had a losing record every single year. They haven't gotten any better. In fact, they've gotten worse. If you look at what the offensive line was when Ron Rivera got there, that had Trent Williams, that had Brendan Scherf, you know, that, that had, like, really, really good guys. Yeah. And now you look what their offensive line is, like, it's objectively gotten worse over his tenure where he had in control of player personnel. Anyway, whatever. It's Go Jets. Yeah. Go Please. Commanders. Win oh, one for Ron. Man. It'll be Win like, for Ron. Can, at least at that hashtag. On at least Twitter. in the Rogers Berry Bowl, there won't be uh, any Aaron Rogers, uh, it right. seems like, because right. we can finally, finally put that to bed. I hope. I'm sure no, there'll be another done. report. It's done. No, no, he's going to practice. He'll practice <laughs> yeah. this week. Please. Limited on the practice report. Yeah, we love to come see on. it. Are you kidding me? Like, they're going to keep bringing it up to game time as well. Um, I think you're still starting uh, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. This is a tough one. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's just it's too good a matchup against the Commanders. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. We'll get into the ranks and we get through the, for the weeks. I'm getting this will be a burning question next uh, Saturday as well when we do our special Saturday edition of Fantasy Football pregame. But... Um, yeah, just a bad day at the office for the Jets and a good one for the Dolphins. More on the Commanders in just a bit. Before we get there, we kind of hinted at the Bills throttling of the Cowboys. Yeah. And Josh Allen, after the game, said it's honestly quite easy uh, for him with the run game that Buffalo had. Take a listen to Allen after the game. I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, I don't just get it done. Let's just find a way to win and... Um, you know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. Um, but again, like, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times, man. Like, just keep going. So, yeah, we've heard that quote a lot, but it's a great quote, uh, 100%. You know, definitely feel like 
You know, I, I honestly, to be perfectly honest, sometimes I feel, Jay, that's you. You know, just like you feel like you didn't, Good you Lord. know, you know. Wow. <laughs> I, was just, I was just trying to think of who threw who's, a shot at him. Who's me were, out of the stadium as well with the, the Dallas studio. Cowboys? Yeah, Man, was, Dak Prescott along sprawled on the pavement. It was you or Connor. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. decide. And I just, I, I whatever, you were sitting, you were <laughs> my <laughs> eye line. Yeah, yeah. You were my eye line. So, sorry. Unbelievable. Tough scene, Jay. Yeah. Any response? Tough scene. Uh, yeah, I did, well, it's a kind of a tangential comparison of me to Josh Allen, so I'll cop that. But uh, this feels like the first game. This isn't true, but it feels like the first game in his entire career Josh Allen's ever gotten help against a yes, good team. It does. Like, when has it ever happened? Yeah. When has he ever been allowed to throw 15 passes and win a game in a blowout fashion? Uh, and the fact that the Bills were able to dominate so much on both lines of scrimmage, I mean, that was the story. And James Cook was a massive beneficiary of that and obviously played very well in his own right. But I think that this bodes well going forward, given that they play the Chargers and the Patriots the next two weeks, they play the Dolphins, which might be for the division, in Week 18. And James Cook, who we've been waiting to break out, you know, with the change of offensive coordinator, uh, he's been an absolute monster. Since Joe Brady took over as the interim offensive coordinator, I'm glad you brought this up, Jay. He's averaging 24.1 fantasy points per game. Yeah. He's the third best running back in fantasy football. He's running between the tackles they're using in the passing game. And what's weird is, is that he's actually left some points on the field. Like, as good as he's been over this stretch, there have been a couple touchdown plays. Touchdown against Philly, touchdown, Right, ex- exactly. There was, you know, a fumble here or there, a couple of drop passes as well. But, you know, under Brady, he's averaging 21 touches a game. He's got a 15% target share. Um, even in a game in which, you know, they – Pushed Latavius Murray into the end zone. Cook still has a monster game. He's the second best running back in football as we head into Monday Night Football. And look at his upcoming schedule. That the Chargers, by the way, that's on Saturday. That's the exclusive Peacock game. Go get yourself some Peacock. If you want a 12-month subscription to Peacock, you can go to subscribe to rotopass.com and get all these great fantasy sites, including a 12-month subscription to Peacock. That's It's 12 months, so basically it gets you to football season, draft season next year. These are all the sites that I use, rotopass.com. It's, it's a terrific deal. It's literally the best deal on the Internet. And uh, I'm a company man, let's be clear. Uh, but with Cook, he is somebody that I feel like is now, for the rest of the season, is an RB1. Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. You don't love the matchup against the Patriots, but he's running so hot. I don't know how you take him out of the lineup. Yep. If you were to start the season again today and draft every running back again, McCaffrey goes one, clearly. I think Kyron Williams probably goes two, honestly. And then I think three is James Cook or Jonathan Taylor. Right. If Taylor comes back next week. That's the kind of discussion that he's in, I think. I mean, Raheem Mostert has had a pretty good year. I know, but A-Chan is, you know, a lot of that's come without A-Chan too. But he's he's been, Raheem is RB2 on the season. But if you're starting again today and A-Chan's in in the picture, I think that James Cook is is right in that mix given the way that he's played uh, under Joe Brady. He's He's an RB1, you know, and it's interesting. So we talk about, I mean, like, coming into the season... James Cook was in that tier of like, hey, there's these, these mid-tier, these fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh-round guys, depending on how deep your league is and how running back crazy your league is, that are going in that mid-tier range that we think have the possibility to pop. Meanwhile, Tony Pollard was a top 15 overall pick. He was the poster child for our Rotor World draft guide. Got to own that. And James Cook was the better running back, and it wasn't particularly close. Real-life-wise and fantasy-wise, I don't know that's all on Pollard, but still... This was a bad one, and good for the Bills, to your point about, you know, so long we've talked about this, that Buffalo has just basically said, okay, Josh, here's your Superman cape. Go win this for us. And they basically, they did two things. They ran the ball terrifically. I mean, James Cook has over 200 yards from scrimmage. He's one of only two running backs in the NFL this year 
with at least 220 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns in a game. The other guy is Devon Achan. Like, I mean, just when you think about how insane this game is for James Cook, we didn't have a James Cook jersey. I easily could have worn that as well. But the other thing is, is that their defense, which came into the game super banged up, and yet Dak Prescott, he's no longer got to be in the MVP conversation. He can't be. This was an awful performance by the entire Cowboys performance. I I mean, you know, by the entire Cowboys team, 21-34 for 134 yards in a pick. His fewest fantasy points in a game since week five. His fewest passing yards in a game this season. He averaged under four yards per attempt. Everyone was bad. Pollard was bad. Single-digit fantasy points were for him. Fewest points in a game since week 10. He's now had six different games with single-digit fantasy points this season. CeeDee Lamb bails you out um, with a rushing touchdown, but bad day at the office for the Cowboys start to finish with three minutes left in the game. The Cowboys had three points. Yep. And we'll get to MVP when we talk about the San Francisco game, but Dak, I mean, he's, he's done. Like he's, he's not coming back from that. He couldn't afford to have that loss. And the thing is, too, is watching this game, he had one interception. He could have had five. They dropped Easily. an easy one. They, he, he was just all over the place. And I think the story about this Dallas offense, this Dallas team, has been when they go on the road, they are just not nearly the same team that they are at home, in the dome. They look completely different. They look so much slower. They look lethargic. They just couldn't do anything yesterday on either line of scrimmage. Uh, and that doesn't bode well going outdoors on the road again next week at Miami. Right. And then the week after that, they do get a home game, but it's against Detroit. Yeah. Like, Detroit's look, no pushover. Yeah, right. they look revived. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. So and then and then they uh, and then they and then they get a pushover. <laughs> the they get my commanders yeah. and we so they get a win in week eighteen. But yeah. like they might be on a three game losing streak heading into that game against my commanders. They're like, going to have get, to be a five seed and play San Francisco on the road in game which two, which is brutal. For yeah. Them. Right, yeah. and then they're probably going to have to play lose. Philadelphia on the road if they somehow uh, pull off the upset and beat San Francisco, which I don't think they're going to do. No, I don't think so either. Tough times for Dallas. I mean, they, they'll have to like the first round. They'll have to go to the NFC South. They're no right. to beat. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Uh, no. The way they are playing. Yeah. They are not. They probably will, but it's not in low, low But lock. it's not a lock. Yeah. yeah. We move over to the Commanders. What would you make the look ahead line? If I said, the, hey, the Bucks have won the NFC South and the Cowboys are the fi- five seed. Cowboys S- at Bucks. I think that would still be like Cowboys minus six. Yeah, <laughs> right. I agree. But it's not yeah. like a ten-point line. It's not right. going to be double digits. Yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah. Right. Which might be against the Falcons, but they're not going to win that division anymore. No, I think it's the Bucks. All right, the Rams take care of business against the Commanders. Yes, Cooper Cup catches all eight of his targets for 111 yards and a touchdown. I mean, no surprise here. Now, here, where's Cooper Cup? Whoa! <laughs> oh, let's, there he is. It's like practice against air. I mean, I just like. I don't think I could be an NFL quarterback. You couldn't have caught that. It was a little out in no, front No, 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 no. But I think I could have hit him in stride with this one. Uh, I, you would have been helping. You can't hit the proper shot from three meters away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I got, <laughs> but the proper shot doesn't move. Let's look at these next-gen stats right here. Cup had 17 yards of separation from the nearest defender. The second most separation on a completion of over 50 yards of air distance in the next-gen stats era since 2016. Completion probability 73.6%. That's powered by... AWS Cloud. Um, Position probability is going to be 100%. And I retweeted right. something. Can we go back, Stephen? Show that play again. So this is uh, we're watching. We're watching as we're watching the dots, the AWS, the next gen stats dots. But the, but I want to show you the play again, and I'm going to ask you to slow it down when we get to the play. I want to show <laughs> this. Good luck. Wait, hang on. All right, watch this. Stop this right here if you can. All right. Well, you weren't able to. It doesn't matter. But if you watch that, if you watch the sidelines of it. 
Right. If, if, if you go down and you go close right here, if you see at the bottom of your screen, there's Emmanuel Forbes. You see there? <laughs> on the side of the sideline. Ron Rivera's first-round pick of Emmanuel Forbes, who couldn't get on the field, is just sitting there watching blown coverage Pointing against – Yeah, just, there he is. hey, well, That's what it's is. like when he's on the field. So yeah, exactly. He was oh, a, but I'm just like, that's the epitome of – the commander's offense, a guy I follow on Twitter, Chad Ryan, pointed that out, uh, does a great job. Uh, he is critical as well as I am of the organization. I mean, like, that play is just the microcosm of how bad the team is, how bad they've been over the last four years. I just, again, just a complete failure of preparation, of, of skill players, of drafting. Like, real talk for a second, is Forbes the biggest first-round bust it's too early to of tell this draft, of this draft. He's the front runner. Yeah, he's the front runner. Because, it, like, some guys haven't gotten to play a lot because they were drafted as developmental picks and they've only flashed. Tari Wilson's been pretty bad. For, he has. He came in with a foot injury. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it was going to take a while to come. He missed all the OTAs. And Forbes was healthy and just, he can't play right now. I hope it changes for him, but you can't put him on the field in any capacity. At right. All. Not even in, like, a limited role, not as a dime corner. Like, there's nothing you could really. With him I saw people comparing that play to the play where McCaffrey falls over and is still able to run in the touchdown. <laughs> yeah. But that's different because like Purdy evaded pressure. That was a broken play when McCaffrey got out. This one was just like snapped the ball wide open. Yeah. Cooper Cup goes in motion <laughs> yeah. and they're just like... Nobody follows. Yeah, we're just like, uh, somebody else will get him, right? <laughs> yeah. Somebody else will get him. Like it just, it's, it's, it, honestly, the commander's defense is like my kids at home who just like leave like, yes. you know, empty cereal bowls and like, you know... Uh, clothes all over the place. Oh, somebody else will get that. They freelance. Somebody, yeah, they just, they just uh, somebody else will pick it up. Yeah. There you go. And uh, that and it annoys me. But in fairness, they're twelve. Yeah. They're not highly paid professionals, and they're not facing Cooper Cup, who's one of the best wide receivers in football. Like that play is just like everything about the Commanders. Yep. And and if and I don't know, did you see Rivera's reaction on the sideline? Oh, no. Can I get a solo of this? This is this was Ron's reaction, which I loved. It was just like this. That's not a bad Ron Rivera. It's good because there's no voice accompanying it, which would have probably... He doesn't speak. Yeah. He doesn't move. He doesn't change facial expressions. He's just sort of like, huh, what just happened? Yeah. yeah he it knows it's over. It, it's, it, it's tough. It's like it's, when they got eliminated from the playoffs last year and didn't right. realize. Yeah. I, did, he said some version of, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if this was a made-up quote or not. I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if this was an actual <laughs> quote or not. It's but uh, anyway. But... Uh, but there was a, there's somebody put out there that Ron said something like about Jacoby Brissett. If I'd known he was that good, I would have started him sooner. That can't <laughs> no, be true. No, that can't possibly be true. You definitely got whatever <laughs> yeah. we call it these days. Would fit Catfish. with the Ron aesthetic, yeah. though. But it yeah. would be. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's, not, it's definitely not. It's 500-1 <laughs> to, <laughs> to be true. <laughs> it's not 100% out of the realm of possibility <laughs> that he said it. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, for Sam Howell. And, yeah. and I mean, it's like Tepper saying, Tepper saying, blame me for draft, not drafting <laughs> CJ Stroud. Yeah, that yes. decision's on me. Bryce Young's still your quarterback, Yes, man. he's going to oh, be your boy. quarterback for at least another year or two. <laughs> Rivera Thank did you. say that Howell, speaking of that, we'll just, I mean, I don't know what there is to say about the Rams other than, you know, listen, big day at the office, obviously, for Cooper Cup. It was Kyra Williams had a huge day. Yeah. Stafford delivered the way he did. Not a huge game for Puka Nakua, but again, just commanders couldn't keep it competitive. The game was more of a blowout than the score indicates. They scored twice quickly when Howell was replaced by Jacoby Brissett. Brissett looked great. A couple of dimes to Terry McLaurin. I am, as a Commanders fan, I am very glad that Jacoby Brissett did not see his first action of the year until this. Because this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 
Which is that Jacoby Brissett is good. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I didn't want him to be good. Jets would be in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> oh, Jets would 100% be in the playoffs with Jacoby Brissett. Browns might win the Super Bowl. Right, Browns would win the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I mean, 8 of 10, 124 yards and two touchdowns after placing Sam Howell in the fourth quarter. He just threw a couple of dimes to Terry McLaurin. Looked absolutely great. And, by the way, but you don't want that. Nah. Jacoby Brissett's not your quarterback of the future. What happened with it, I'll give Ron Rivera credit on this. What happened with the Commanders this year is what should have happened, which is you got to play Howell all year long and see what you have. And either you find out you've got a franchise quarterback or you're bad enough and you have a shot to pick one early next year. And I think both things are true. I actually think Howell can play in the NFL. I think, right. All jokes aside, I think Howell proved he can play in the NFL. Sure. Is he a franchise quarterback? Is he a, you know, is he a Josh Allen? Is he a guy that can, you know, a Joe Burrow? I don't know about that. But do I think he has Kirk Cousins level potential? I do. That'd be great. You know what I mean? Like, but no, that, I mean, yeah. I think he's, I think he's got Derek Carr upside, you know? I'd rather have Sam Howell or Bryce Young. Just starting the same tomorrow. Wow. Honestly. We've seen more from Howell this year. There's yeah. no Howell's denying it. Significantly There's no better. denying it. Yeah. And I, we, I say this every show we talk about Howell in this light. He, once upon a time, was a projected first-round pick. Like yeah. the, this isn't like the Jake Browning story, no. yeah. right? Like, that's not what this is. This guy is talent. Yeah, he's got all the tools. Yeah. And it, his draft ball was just bizarre. It was an overcorrection. Yeah, and, you know, listen, I mean, it's, it's his third different offense coordinator in three years going back to North Carolina as well. Like, I mean, so, you know, he's, he's had a bad offensive line and inconsistency. But uh, what I will say is um, here's what I'll say. They've already said Howell's going to start next week against the Jets. This is interesting. Um, I'm in our show league playoff. Yeah. It looks like I'm going to have to play Penn State Blake. Showdown. Who's got – he's got McCaffrey That's and Brock Purdy. Yeah. This is um, – this is very, he's got a good, he's got a good team. I found out the hard way. Yeah, he's, he took care of uh, <laughs> so, you. Yeah. You, were, you were like second place much of the year. Yep. I was uh, uh, sixth, oh. and I destroyed yeah. backup producer Pete. I, I absolutely <laughs> housed yeah, Pete, him. Pete didn't, Had him to the hoof list Pete did not get off, got in the Cowboys. Pete did not get off the bus. I don't think no, he made it to he 100 points. No. no. Well, he had Bijan. He had yeah, Zach Wilson is, as his starting <laughs> quarterback. Drew <laughs> Superflex. It's so brutal. But anyway, the reason I bring this up is so – for all year long, it's again our league's a superflex. I've been riding Jalen Hurts and Sam Howell. Yeah. And next week I'm against Penn State Blake. And so here's my options. I've got Hurts, I've got Howell, I've got Joe Flacco. I think you I'm thinking Flacco. I'm starting yeah. Flacco. Yeah. I mean I'm, at the, the moment defense. I'm like Howell versus the Jets or Flacco versus I forget who they play, Texans. but it's the Texans, yeah. Yeah, it's Not, it's, it's Flacco. I'm saying Howell in a superflex playoff next I, week for Gardner Minshew. I just I don't know. I mean, again, we don't know what's going to happen with Brian Robinson, but I just I don't feel good about any of these guys against the Jets. Yep. You know, coming up next, and so whatever. It's a disaster of a season uh, for well, but glad that McLaurin was able to bail Big out game. Yep, fantasy managers. Uh, by the way, and had an unbelievable one-handed catch that didn't count. But if you see the replay, like he's getting the other yeah. the other hand is unavailable. He had to catch with <laughs> one hand, how that but works. they didn't call they didn't call it. Hey, whatever. It's, it's been a good year for the refs in the NFL. Oh. Let's, let's move to Bucks Brutal. Packers as we talk about these Bucks here. Jay Baker Mayfield four touchdowns. Uh, Joe Barry's Green Bay defense. I, I mean, uh, kind of a laughing stock in this one. Let's just call it like it is. The Bucks go absolutely wild against this Packers team that felt like a couple weeks ago we were like, wow, look at the Packers schedule. They yeah, no one wants, no one wants to play the Packers no, in the playoffs. Now everybody wants to play the Packers during the regular season. I'd love to play the Packers in the playoffs, but and they're not going to be making the playoffs. I suspect after this. Absolute debacle, and look, the story will be the Tampa Bay offense and Baker Mayfield having a perfect passer rating and Lambeau. The Bucks are now clear favorites to win the NFC South. Uh, huge day for Chris Godwin, who's had somewhat of an underwhelming season, oh, but he's broken out yeah. uh, in a big way, goes 10 for 155. 
The fact that I went through this as well was Mike Evans having four receptions. Can you just stop for one second here and just marvel at this? Look at this. The Week 15 fantasy playoffs, fantasy leaders at quarterback. Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Aiden O'Connell, Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew, Derek Carr, Jake Browning. It's not until quarterback eight, Lamar Jackson, do you get to any quarterback that was drafted anywhere close to the top ten, Stafford and Russell Wilson. Jackson's the only guy that went inside the top five. And, in fact, I think none of these were guys were drafted inside the top 12 among quarterbacks. Um, Golf Browning, would have been the highest. Browning, Minshew, Purdy, O'Connell, Mayfield weren't drafted in most leagues. Goff definitely went undrafted in some leagues, as did Purdy in some leagues, depending on the size of it. But standard 10 or 12-team quarterback, one-quarterback leagues, eight of these guys yeah, and we're just corrupted. not far after that, this list would be Nick Mullins and Easton Stick, who were both yeah. 18 plus. The Stick uh, Man. Yeah, the way we scored. So, yeah, uh, going back to Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Now, and we still have Jalen Hurts to play tonight, and Jalen Hurts has been good. But again, Drew Locke would go off against the Eagles defense. A thousand percent. I mean, I mean, whatever. Josh Allen was bad. No, no, no fault of his own. Yep. But Josh Allen was Josh Allen was bad. Number of guys are injured. Um, Mahomes is bad. Again, yep. fantasy-wise. Yeah, and we're just missing everybody when you look at it right now. No Joe Burrow, no Justin Herbert. Like, the amount of season-ending injuries this year has been it's insane. It's true. Yep. But Fields didn't have a great game. Like, you know, no. Trevor Lawrence didn't have a great game. And just in terms of guys that were drafted among the top eight quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, Baker Dak Mayfield had also Dak, Dak had a bad game. another quarterback who wasn't drafted in the top eight. And I think that, I mean, he'll be a viable starter next week against the Jags defense, which is really yeah. struggling at the moment. Baker had had a tough month. I think he was dealing maybe with an ankle injury that he'd had yeah. in Indianapolis, but certainly looks all the way back. Uh, and that team is rolling at the moment. Uh, and then on the other side, Jordan Love was able to get his numbers, but uh, that team's heading in the wrong direction. Jaden Reed, the big story uh, of the skill position players. Him and Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks had I a like nice Dontavian. little game. I do too. I yeah. think he replaces Dobbs next year, Romeo Dobbs next year. Um, uh, so we like that as well. Three of the last four games for Jaden Reed, just as long as we're talking about him. He's had a 22% target share. Now 17 fantasy points in back-to-back games. They play the Panthers next week. That's at Carolina, which is not a great matchup. I mean, the Panthers' defense has been pretty good, especially in the secondary. So not a great matchup. Uh, Jordan Love gets you there, but did not look the part. You know, it was a better fantasy performance than NFL performance. And to your point about Baker Mayfield, like, good for Baker. Yeah. Like, this was a, this was a big, big win for him. First three drives of the second half were all touchdown passes. Now, some of them he got help, you know, the David Moore one. But whatever, it still all looks the same in the box score. He played well. I was surprised to find out the stat, but he had a perfect quarterback rating, and he's only the second guy ever to have that at Lambeau. Yeah. It's him and Aaron Rodgers, wow. one game that Aaron Rodgers had. I mean, it's Contract year, good for Baker. Good yeah. for Baker. Yeah, he'll probably and, be back And you know Bucks. what's interesting is if he leads the Bucks to the playoffs, and I think he's going to. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't. I think he was viewed as a stopgap measure for Tampa Bay. Like, just he's on a one-year deal. Yep. Just like, we need a starting quarterback. You're a starting quarterback. Let's. No, he's got to be the guy next year. If he would, closes yeah, like I this and they too. win the division. He's, they, he was a number one pick in the draft. He has pedigree, and he's had really good seasons in the past. He's been banged up, bouncing around, weird scenarios. He's on the Rams last year. He's on the Rams. Yeah, like, like one leading, start. 99 the Panthers yards. to the Rams. Panthers were a mess. Rams, he played okay there, but, you know, he'd just gotten there. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's the guy. I, yeah, I don't think they have a lot of confidence in Kyle Trask. They're not going to pick early enough no, to um, to get a, a guy. I mean, maybe they draft somebody developmentally, but they're not going to be able to be in with a franchise guy. And so, yeah, Baker leads them to the playoffs and save Todd Bowles' job. Yeah. I don't know how you go away from Baker next year. Agreed. 
Our final game, guys, the 49ers handled business against Arizona. No surprise on the back of that man. No, not Matthew Berry, but Christian McCaffrey. 18 carries, 115 yards. You do look alike. And a touchdown, five catches, 72 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. That's what he's done all year. This is just a stupid game. I mean, just he's the only player this year with 41 or more fantasy points multiple times this season. I, I mean, just, you know, I mean... You know, shout out to all the fantasy managers who said, nah, I want Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase instead of Christian McCaffrey. Tough um, Tough look, I mean, I'll own it. I had him at number two overall uh, in my rankings. But I got, I, I mean, I saw him go as five or six in some leagues easily. Uh, he stayed healthy. He's proven why he's Christian McCaffrey, why he's fantasy royalty. I'm wearing this to honor our one true king. He's been, he's been ridiculous. I mean, it's just... Like, and well, here's what's the other thing that's crazy about that game. It all felt, I mean, I get it. It's Arizona. But still, it felt effortless. It is. It felt effortless oh, yeah. This team it. just scores automatically every time they go down the field. This is one of the greatest offenses of all time. And just everyone helps each other. Ayuk and Debo being there, that helps Brock. It helps Kittle. It helps CMC. They're just, and they have the best play caller in the NFL, maybe the best coach in the NFL. And also, it wasn't so much the case to, uh, yesterday because it's the Cardinals, and I don't think they were fully engaged on defense from the start. But they've also got a top five defense in the NFL, so they get the ball back quickly and they go down and score again. It just feels, it feels like you need a miracle to stop these guys two times in a row. It's so weird because he does not run Brock Purdy. And yet, since week 10, he's the second best quarterback in fantasy football. He's had back-to-back games now with four touchdown passes. Again, it just feels effortless. They're at home to Baltimore this weekend, so that's going to be a real test. Luckily, the game is in San Francisco. I would feel I feel better about the Niners at home than I do about the Ravens on the road in this one. But that's going to be a huge game. Maybe yeah. a Super Bowl preview. And while Brock Purdy, I think it should be, honestly. Brock Purdy's been great, Christian McCaffrey has been the fantasy MVP. But Brock Purdy talked about CMC's actual MVP case after the game. Dude, I think, I think Christian should be MVP. I, think, I, I really do believe that. You know, he does everything um, for us, runs the ball well, can catch the ball. He does everything. And so, in my eyes, that's an MVP. There's talk of, like, well, Brock could be an MVP and now Christian could be an MVP. I know you're not yeah. asking me that question. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well go to the next one. <laughs> not about to put me in that one. We got the best running back in the NFL, so for him to to get MVP consideration, I mean, I think that's that's his just due. And same way with Brock. Brock's been playing his butt off, so for him to be in a conversation out there as a teammate, I, I couldn't be more proud of, of, of both of these guys. Trent Williams is the mountain from Game of Thrones. Yeah. He's a large human. You know what's interesting is um, – he used to be a commander. Trent Williams <laughs> he was. did. Quite he was. good he was when he was a commander. With that. And it's only because Dan Snyder, the worst owner in professional sports history, enabled Bruce Allen, the worst general manager in professional sports history, for years and years and years, despite no evidence to do so other than the fact that they were drinking and golfing buddies. And I guess, you know, Allen had all these racist emails that he didn't want out there. Um, and, and so as a result, uh, you know, he so destroyed, Bruce Allen did, because he was enabled by Dean Snyder, so destroyed the relationship with Trent Williams that he completely killed the value of Trent Williams and had to basically give him away the best left tackle in football for a third and a fifth to the 49ers. By the way, they also gave Chase Young to the Niners for a conditional third, (laughs) for a conditional third, which is going to be really late. I mean, because the Niners are going to have one of the worst draft picks in the NFL this year because they're one of the best teams. And so just anyway, just Dan Snyder is the gift that just keeps on giving and giving and giving. And um, but that the word that's by the way, that's who you heard from. You heard from Trent Williams being asked about Chris McCaffrey 
or Brock Purdy's MVP candidacy. I'm just glad that 45% of segment one has been about the four and ten commanders uh, after their nondescript 28-20 loss to the Los Angeles Rams yesterday. So when you find it's an MVP uh, performance from you, Matthew Berry. Thank you very much. A lot of people are like, wow, fantasy playoffs, so much is going on. There's no way he can turn this into a, him ranting about the commanders again. And yet, that's the brilliance of me. That's the magic of me. That's my superpower, Jay Croucher. That's just much, much like whenever we're hanging out, the three of us, and you make everything about the Collinwood Magpies. <laughs> yeah. I am able to do that about my commanders. Chris, you remembered their name. Uh, I remember the name of Rock Purdy, who is the MVP favorite now on DraftKings, kind of a runaway favorite as we take a look at the MVP odds on DraftKings, uh, where Purdy is minus wow. 190, Dak Prescott plus 450, Lamar Jackson plus 500, Jalen Hurts plus 1,000. I don't think he's in this race right now. And then Christian McCaffrey at plus 1,200. And I think people are having a hard time coming to grips with the fact that Brock Purdy is a minus 190 MVP favorite. It's like people have a crusade against Purdy, wake up every morning, how am I going to hate Brock Purdy differently right. today? That's kind of the vibe, but I think we're at the point now where he is just so far ahead of the field in every statistical measure. Right now, his passer rating is 119. Tour is second at 106. His QBR is 76. Dak is second at 72.7. He is almost doubling second in EPA per play. He's first at 0.391, uh, and Dak Prescott is 0.225. He has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the NFL. And beyond that, just watch the games, the throws that he's right. making, the, the touchdown pass to Debo. Yes. That is a 10 out of 10 NFL throw. He is not a game manager. He is not a dump-off guy. He is an elite NFL quarterback, uh, and he's been the most productive and most valuable in the NFL this year. Kudos to you because you called Brock Purdy at plus money way, way back around as what you thought was a really good bet. I sort of feel like looking at those odds right now that if I had to place a bet on MVP right now, I think I might take Lamar at plus 500. I agree. Just, just because... They're going to play next week, and if Lamar outduels Brock Purdy and the Ravens win that game, then I think Lamar becomes the favorite. Yeah. I really think it's between those two guys, and I think this Saturday, the game this week is what's going to determine that race. I 100% agree with that. I think that people are so desperate not to vote for Purdy that they're looking for an excuse, and Lamar will give people an out. If Lamar beats Purdy, and then he beats Miami the following week to clinch the one seed, and I make that about plus 350, that parlay, Lamar will win MVP, I think. And so I think that is, that is a good bet at plus 500. I also think if Purdy wins, then I think it's done. And I think Purdy's MVP price should just be the San Francisco money line against Baltimore, which it basically is right now. What's well, weird, though, and I, I don't know... Cause... Do the same? Can I ask a question? This is me. Sure. I don't actually know this, but I know you were Mr. Awards Market. Do the same people vote on multiple awards? Yes, same people vote for every single yeah. award. So to me, because I think this is interesting, because I do think that if Brock Purdy wins MVP, then I do think that, like, uh, for example, Tyree Kill wins Offensive Player of the Year. I don't think they're going to – they're going to want to reward the Niners somehow. Coach so of the if, Year. Well, yes, whether it's, Co whether it's Shanahan for Coach of the Year or McCaffrey for Offensive Player of the Year. Like, if Lamar wins MVP, McCaffrey gets Offensive Player of the Year, I think. But I feel like Tyreek will win Offensive Player of the Year if Purdy wins MVP because they're going to want to – they're going to want to reward the Niners, but they're not going to want to give it all to the Niners because there's – you know, again, if Tyreek Hill gets close to 2,000 after missing a game, yep. like – I, you've, you, Tyreek's got to, you know. Yeah, and if Tyreek and Lamar go off, then maybe Kyle Shanahan wins Coach of the Year. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, I don't think the Niners are getting shut out.
No, but, for sure not. Let's take a look at the injuries we're tracking from Week 15. Jamar Chase with the shoulder. He's been designated as day-to-day. Michael Pittman and Trevor Lawrence are both in concussion protocol. Jaden Reed with a toe injury. Uh, we have Zach Moss with the arm injury. Will Levis. He claims he's going to play through it. That just came through. Okay. But we'll see. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. Will Levis has a sprained ankle. We'll see he also if injured he his shoulder, apparently. Yeah. Levis? Zach, Zach, Zach Moss. Moss. So Zach Moss is pretty banged up. Marquise Brown with the heel injury. Hunter Henry with a knee. Zay Jones with a hamstring. And poor Keaton Mitchell, he will be expected uh, out for the year with a knee injury. So the exciting young running back with Baltimore, that's a big injury for them guys. Uh, it uh, it really is. Uh, it's brutal, Keaton Mitchell. You know, And so it'll be – we'll talk more about the impact, but it'll be Gus Edwards and Justice Hill in Baltimore. One injury not mentioned there is Mitch Trubisky out with an ego Mason Rudolph is going to uh, start for the Steelers this weekend, Mike Tomlin announcing. So, hurt ego there with uh, Mitch Trubisky. He's lost his job to Mason Rudolph. When we're back, Weekend Warriors and Sunday Scaries right after this. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, Fidelity, how can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Heads up, we have a special edition of Fantasy Football Pregame on Saturday, December 23rd, live from 1 to 3. Barry, J and Lawrence will be previewing the Christmas weekend slate, leading into Football Night in America, followed by two NFL games. Tweet us as always using the hashtag FF pregame. This is going to be interesting, by the way. So I'm on both Fantasy Football Pregame at 1.30 and Football Night in America at 3 o'clock. I wonder if I have to wear my suit on football, like on Fantasy Football Pregame because I'm going to have to literally like get off set. I'm not going to have time to like redo my makeup or anything like that. Get off set and run all the way. It's actually next door that way. But um, Football night, it's over there. About 15 feet. It's like 15 feet. But still, like, I mean, we get off the air and they're on the air. And, right, you know, usually my segment. Well, me and Lawrence will go the other way there. Where we'll dress as casual as humanly yeah, possible to really shorts, maximize. Shorts and uh, yeah, flip-flops. flip-flops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll wear my Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson hoodie. Yeah, it'd be great. All right. Let's, I, I don't know. I'm going to figure that out. Sounds like you're going to be I don't a trust quickly. weekend warrior. I might have to be a weekend warrior. And we'll always. get into the weekend warrior, starting with Jared Goff here. Matthew, five touchdowns through the air. Sam Laporta catches three of them. Yeah, you're welcome, America. You're welcome. Now, you're like, what do you do, Barry? I'll tell you what are I you, did. What are they welcome for? Uh, yeah, Because well, I put Jared Goff on the hate list. Uh-huh. And I, that <laughs> motivated him, clearly, to have his best performance of the year. <laughs> he'd, been, he'd been bad. Yeah, he the offensive line was banged up. And Denver had played really good defense recently. Yeah. It all lined up for me to motivate secretly Jared Goff, who I have a number of leagues, to have an unbelievable game as well. It's a second career game with five or more touchdown passes, but it's first with Detroit. In their previous six games, 
Denver had allowed just four touchdown passes. Four touchdown passes total in their six games. One of the stats that I used to make my case against Jared Goff in the hate list, but secretly, I knew, I knew that Jared Goff would, uh, would read that and respond. So yes, you're welcome, America. You're welcome. Sam Laporta, a huge beneficiary of those five touchdowns. Huge. Five what catches, 56 game. yards, three touchdowns. You see Sam Laporta, the Week 15 fantasy leader at tight end. Him, David Njoku, monster weekends here. Right, and you see two rookies up there. I mean, him and Trey McBride are, yeah. are one and three. Sam La League winner, really impressive. Stop Already top on. three in receptions and touchdowns in a season by a rookie tight end. His, his third game this year with 20 or more fantasy points. His fifth game with 15 or more fantasy points. He has been a league winner. Here's what's great about Jared Goff. We did talk about this in the preseason, which is one of the reasons why we liked Amon Ross St. Brown as my ride or die, and we like Jared Goff as a sleeper, is because of his playoff schedule. At home this past week, now he goes to at Minnesota. Then he's at Dallas, and then he's home to Minnesota if you play in Week 18. He has nothing but dome games yep. the rest of the way. Yep, indeed. And one of those... Uh, two of those dome matchups are against the Minnesota Vikings, and Ty Chandler was an absolute monster on Saturday, particularly after DJ Reader went out for the Bengals. Their run defense just had no yeah. prayer whatsoever until they went away from Ty Chandler on third and one and fourth and one and sneaked Nick Mullins instead twice unsuccessfully to lose the game uh, and potentially end their season. But Ty Chandler just looked so much more explosive than Alexander Madison has. I think we're a little bit biased because the Bengals' run defense is really bad and worse than the run defenses that Madison has faced. But still, I think you can start Ty Chandler with confidence again if Madison is out. Week 15 of last season, that was the last time somebody had more fantasy points as a Vikings running back than Ty Chandler had this past weekend as yep. well. To your point, he looked the part, yep. right? He looked really good. Uh, I don't know how they go back to Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison, we've been talking for a while. He doesn't look great. It's one of the reasons why we thought there might be something with Cam Akers because we thought he might be able to sneak in. It doesn't feel like Kevin O'Connell and staff love Alexander Madison. So Chandler's performance certainly gives them. And by the way, what's the other option? Let Nick Mullins throw it? I know Nick Mullins wound up with a good fantasy game. He was game. terrible. He was awful. He was, bad. He was horrific. Uh, but prayers. Some and, of the and got really bailed out and should have had a much worse day. Yep. But anyway, some of the moments that weren't uh, horrible, uh, they went to Jordan Addison, who was six for 111. Two touchdowns, one remarkable cut touchdown off his shoelaces. I'm not sure Mullins then he didn't, thrown that right. ball. It was a terrible throw. <laughs> he catches up his shoelaces, then he runs all the way to the end zone. And the other one, Mullins throws across his body into coverage, and somehow Addison yep. comes up with it. Yeah, he had a little uh, Mahomes in the brain, but I don't know about the, the Mac Jones in the body. There's no yeah. way. There's <laughs> no way he's better than Josh Dobbs. Josh no, Dobbs is no, a better quarterback. No, not even close. I agree. Uh, close. But it's bring gonna back Dobby. It's, it's going to be the Mullins show again next week. Though. Another weekend warrior, Barry Rasheed Rice catches all nine of his targets, 91 yards and a touchdown. This is the receiver from the Chiefs' offense right now. Finally, it finally right. happens. 100% route participation, 92% snap rate. It's finally all happening. For Rasheed Rice, it's his fourth straight game with seven or more receptions. He scored in three of those four games as well. 30% target share over that stretch. Uh, over the last four weeks, he's averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. We talked about Rasheed Rice was going to be a thing this year. It is officially a thing. You see Clyde edwards Lair on your screen right there as well. It was not a particularly efficient day. He caught basically one big pass. And then the touchdown pass he caught was sort of ridiculous. Like yeah. Mahomes sort of threw it up there and he came down with it. But still... A productive fantasy day for CEH as Isaiah Pacheco missed another game. We'll see if Pacheco is back this week. He may not be, and which means CEH, once again, might be a viable uh, flex play, low-end wide running back, too. We talked about him on fantasy football pregame.
Yep. And then Jay Noah Brown with a big day, 8 of 11, uh, catches 8 of 11, passes 82 yards, and a touchdown for Noah Brown. Yep, and we talked about this all through the week, that someone had to emerge on the Texans' deep, on the Texans offense just because there were no guys left for Nico Collins and Tank Dell out, and Noah Brown's the most talented guy uh, in that receiving call left, uh, and he seemed to have a connection with Case Keenan, and I think that going forward, if Nico Collins is out again, he's going to be in line for monster days with CJ Stroud presumably back. Matthew, our last weekend warrior, David Njoku, we said it right behind Sam Laporta on the t- Tight end finishes, catches 10 passes, 104 yards, and a touchdown. He's on some kind of run right now. Yeah, Flacco. and there's a real connection between him and Joe Flacco as well. He now has back-to-back games with 25 or more fantasy points since week five. He's the fifth-best tight end in fantasy football. And so Njoku, who gets the Texans next week, and then the Jets, which is actually a pretty good matchup for tight ends because they're so strong on the corners. Njoku and Flacco, like, that's a thing. It really is. Good to see. Let's get into Sunday scaries, and it doesn't get much more scarier than this when you start with Derrick Henry. Matthew, there's a stat on Derrick Henry that's never been accomplished before that just blows my mind. Uh, he is the first player ever. This is King Henry we're talking about. The first player ever in NFL history to have 20 touches in an NFL game and less than 15 yards. When I heard that, it's just it's mind-blowing. <laughs> I, was like, I was just like, wait, he accomplished that and Arthur Smith wasn't his coordinator? This is crazy. Uh, this was a bad day at the office, especially given the fact that coming into this game, he'd had five straight 100-yard games against the Texans. Maybe the Houston defense had heard all that. Just, like, again, Henry's sort of gotten you there on touchdowns, but he hasn't – we've talked about this. It's Tajay Spears, the circle of a truck right now. Yeah, Tajay Spears looks like the better running back, the more explosive running back on that team. I know Henry's the legend, but uh, after the game, he was talking about it. It feels like – this is the last time we see him in a Titans uniform this year. I suspect so. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be the last time we see uh, Bijan Robinson in a Falcons uniform as he will uh, be remaining with Arthur Smith the remainder of the season. But he went seven carries for 11 yards, did absolutely nothing uh, in a game that probably cost the Falcons their season. Good. Honestly, uh, he lost the fumble. He had one reception for three yards. And in what should have been a pristine matchup against the Panthers' run defense, able to do absolutely nothing. He had 14 yards on eight touches. Those are both season lows and that doesn't include, of course, the migraine game. But other than that, like 14 yards on 18 touches. So only 23% of the team's rushing attempts. He played under 60% of the snaps. It was insane. Hey, Steven, did you get that tweet I sent you? Please throw that up here. This is my friend Ben Gretsch. This is great. Uh, At Yards for Gretsch. Report last week that Arthur Smith's job is safe, barring a late-season collapse. (laughs) Falcons players knew the assignment. God. Absolutely. It's looking grim right now in Atlanta. Again. He should not. It's malpractice. Yeah. It's it's him and Ron Rivera. It's malpractice is what Arthur Smith is doing. Yep. 100%. They're going to hire a new coach, and we're all going to talk ourselves into Kyle Pitts <laughs> yeah. next summer. Hey, anyone would be better. Again, I've said this a million times. It's either a massive failure in the drafting process or a massive failure in coaching. That ain't your quarterback. They, well, but still, you're on the road at Carolina. You know your quarterback is any good. Yeah. Feed it to your best player. Like, this isn't a fantasy thing. It's an NFL thing. Arthur we, Smith drives me crazy. He deserves what he got. <laughs> I'm glad for the Panthers. Go yes. Panthers. Keep pounding. Take keep pounding. Last break. Yep, keep pounding. Last call when we're back. Best bets for Monday Night Football. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Oh, yeah, it is. It is last call. Let's take a look at the most bet Monday Night Football props, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. DK Metcalf receiving yards over 62.5 is number one, followed by A.J. Brown receiving yards over 81.5. DK Metcalf alternate receiving yards 50-plus. That's minus 245 on the odds board. DeAndre Swift rushing yards over 58.5 is minus 115. Jalen Hurts passing touchdowns over 1.5. Jay, what do you like tonight? Actually, riding with the public tonight for a change. I like DeAndre Swift. His Are rushing you yards it with over. I am hoofing with the public a little bit, Matthew. Uh, and the reason why is since week seven of the NFL season, you know, it's the worst rushing defense in the NFL. Uh, that would be the Seattle Seahawks. And now they go, uh, the Eagles get them with their offensive line. Jalen Hurts, if he does play under the weather, I think they'll lean on Swift. Swift has been marginalized a little bit, but he's still the guy. He had 11 carries against Dallas. No other Philly running back had more than four. I think he gets work against the suspect Seattle defense. I like that one. What are you looking at, Matthew? I'm looking at Jackson Smith and Jigba. Look, we expect Seattle to have to throw, whether it's Geno Smith or Drew Locke under center. They're going to have to throw against the Eagles team that they're going to be a, uh, they're going to be an underdog to. They'll be trailing. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, over 37.5 receiving yards. He's beaten this number in five of the last six weeks. No team in the NFL has allowed more yards to the slot this year than the Philadelphia Eagle. That's an area of the field to attack. And so uh, JSN, who lines up majority of his snaps in the slot, Give me the over on 37.5. I don't think that's that big a number for him. Yeah, JSN's been slept on over the last month of the season. That's very low. I'm going with Jake Elliott, over one and a half field goals. The Eagles Eagles have had their red zone struggles. We're going with Jake Elliott. That's plus money, by the way. That's about plus 114 right now in DraftKings. And then we got to get you a sack bet. So I worked with Penn State. Blake, we cooked up one for you. Josh Sweat, over .25 sacks. That is plus 124. He's had 26 pressures over his last six games. It's only equated to one sack. But in his first five and a half sacks, he had 33 pressures. He's due. He's going to fall into one tonight against Drew Locke or Geno Smith. There you go. All right. Kicker prop. Sack uh, prop. We got a sack prop. We got a JSN prop. And we got a riding the public prop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. I love the public. We cover all bases. All bases. Big public guy. It's all coming together. It's Take the running happening. back over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, Saquon Barkley had a bad game. We got <laughs> we got sidetracked during uh, Sunday scaries. Five but, segments yeah, he was, ago. He was bad, but it looks like Tommy DeVito is going to be back for next week. So there we go. Yippee. Hey, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For Jay and Connor, I'm Matthew. We'll see you tomorrow. Hope you survive week 15. Peace out.
Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.